this week on the startup life my biggest fear i always say is man i don't i want i don't want to go to heaven mm-hmm. and god says darn it look down there i'm like lord that, you know that looks nice <laughs> you're like yeah i had all that for you right <laughs> right but you did not use your full gifts mm, and talents so that all right startup nation so let's take flight with darnell reed founder and ceo of good hands community care the startup life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Hey, Startup Nation. Do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the label yourself, make your own look, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We're here with my guy today. There's a really special guest today. Founder of Good Hands Community Care and host of the Memphis Success Podcast, my man Darnell Reed, what's going on, man? What's going on? What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, nice. This is a really special uh, honor for me to have you on the show, man. As you know, Startup Nation, we were on me and Ken were on Memphis Success, and now we are returning the favor to have Darnell on the Startup Life, man. You ready to pour some knowledge in the Startup Nation today, man? Let's get it started, man. All righty, all righty. So, first things first, man. What's your story or your path of entrepreneurship? Well, hey, before we get started, man, I just, first of all, just say thank you to the Startup Life, to you, Dominic, and Kenda, as well as being on Memphis Success, man. You know, I really enjoyed our conversation that we had, so Mm -hmm. I know we're going to do the same thing here. Absolutely. So, wow, you know, what started me on this path of entrepreneurship and so forth, and, man, it really, I think it's just a combination of things that happened in my life, Mm -hmm. you know, and... I kind of go back to thinking in the 80s, man, my parents, both with their master's degrees and so forth, and but um, during their time frame, they both got laid, laid off mm-hmm. um, from their job. And I mean, it really just shifted the dynamics you know, of our household. And um, I think that kind of led to their uh, unfortunate divorce. Gotcha, and, um, gotcha. We, we moved out, my mother and I moved back um, to my grandmother's. Mm-hmm. Um, home and with my uncle and, and the crazy thing is my uncle uh, his name was John Johnson mm-hmm. uh, he was kind of the entrepreneur mindset Understood. and um, so back in the day he bought a vending machine uh, a mm. Coca-Cola vending machine okay and so yeah we had on the side of the house <laughs> <laughs> and so and then he also started to buy snacks and candy so we ended mm. up becoming the like the candy lady gotcha you know house but see he would be working and so after school when i was home you know kids and people will come to my house mm-hmm. um trying to get the coats and, and buying the snacks and uh, so i would start selling you know them the snacks right and, um you know i would just kind of see that and, and my uncle never paid me but i ate some product <laughs> gotcha <know>? gotcha <laughs> But, um, you know, the one thing that I wanted to share was that um, during my teenage years, I remember 
And I remember this clear as day, man. I was dribbling the ball in my neighborhood, and I was about 15, and I wanted to make some money, so, mm-hmm. and I was just saying how I wanted to start to work. Mm-hmm. And I think you had to maybe be 16 at that time. Right. Um, but I remember this old gentleman just kind of walking down the street, asking me what I was doing. I, you know, I was like, hey, man, I wish I could go work. And he said this to me, and I think this really, you know, planted the seed in my life. He said, you know, instead of going to get a job, he said, your job should be to create jobs. Mm. And, you know, I didn't know that meant entrepreneurship. or be, I really just didn't, you know, really fully understood that. But it did kind of shift, you know, my mindset. And I think it planted a seed in me. And, right. um, you know, really just fast forward, you know, going to college, the University of Tennessee mm-hmm. in, in Knoxville. Uh, and Go Vols. Um, yeah, Go Vols. <laughs> and... Um, you know, my um, sister-in-law and brother-in-law introduced me to two books mm-hmm. um, that really were influential. And um, the first book was The Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice Okay. Um, by Dennis Kimbrough. Okay. And that was the first time I've ever read like a self-help, motivational, you know, type of book. And just hearing stories um, from about African-American that were very successful, you mm-hmm. know, and what they were doing. And then the second book um, was The Rich Dad, Poor Dad gotcha. um, by Robert Kiyosaki. And right. just talked about, you know, real estate and um, the different cash flow quadrants. Mm-hmm. And that further just expanded my mind, you know. And still at that point in time, I really had never had started a business or invested in anything at that point in time. But, you know, I started to work in corporate America. And I promise you, man, every company I've worked for, they had layoffs. Mm. They had layoffs. And it really kind of brought me back to the time with my parents. Gotcha. And, you know, I was married, (laughs) you know, and it just made me, kind of just took me back. Like, okay, I don't want to be in this situation where I'm limited by one source of income and and if that stops, right. then, you know, just the ripple effect that it could have on my life. Mm-hmm. And so um, at that point in time, they just really said, hey, I got to make a change. Absolutely. You know, I got to make a difference. And so um, that's really just my background of just really what really just got me started on this entrepreneurial journey mm-hmm. to really, um, you know, figure out ways to have multiple streams of income. I so, hear that. I hear that. That's an excellent and powerful story. Thank you for sharing that, man. What was your first business idea and what did you do with it? All right. So so the first business idea, I'm going to actually tell you about two. But okay. um, uh, kind of going back to the same story I was just sharing, mm-hmm. um, I was working at this company. We went to the National Black NBA Association Conference okay. in, in Philadelphia. And we're up there recruiting, you know, for candidates to, to come work. And then I got the message that we're having layoffs. Mm. <laughs> when we get back to Dallas, I'm like, I'm up here recruiting, and you telling me, you know, my job's at risk. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so um, it's kind of crazy, right? It was so so. My, so uh, another coworker and I, and he and I were were pretty close. And man, I hit him up. I was like, dude, we we got to change. We, we got to do something, right? And um, you know, at the club. You know, me and him were further talking over mm-hmm. some some refreshments. Gotcha. And, <laughs> gotcha. And, we, and we were like, man, we got to do something when we get back to Dallas. So we got back. And uh, honestly, man, we didn't have a clue of what to start. 
what to do. Mm-hmm. But I just said, look, man, we got to sell something. Right. We got to start selling something. And so my friend was big into games. Mm. And um, I just said, hey, you know, let's start trying to sell educational games. Okay. Um, let's try to find, like, black games that we can sell to African-Americans. Right. So we, we found um, a wholesaler that sold um, this black trivia game. Mm. And uh, we bought some black dolls, and um, you know this was probably in '03 okay. when we were doing this. And man, you know I created a website back then. I was using Dreamweaver. I don't know if you're mm. familiar, but vaguely familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was back in the day. <laughs> right. So I used this Dreamweaver tool, and um, and man, we were just out there hustling in in Dallas, mm-hmm. going out to South Dallas Redbird Mall. For any of those who may be familiar with that, and. Um, I mean, we were just out there really trying to push it. I was going to church events. And, uh, I mean, actually, you know, it sold. But mm-hmm. um, the, the crazy thing is, I, um, you know, I was getting it from the wholesaler. Right. And I said, well, hey, can I, I'm going to try to see if I can get it cheaper. Right. And some kind of way, man, I found the guy who created the product. Oh, wow. I called him up. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm out here selling your game. And I'm, you know, I bought it from this. I'm buying it from this company. I just wanted to see what kind of rates, you know, that right. you could give me. For sure. And, For uh, sure. He actually quoted me a higher rate. Wow. <laughs> he quoted me a higher rate, but then he said this. He said, he said, man, how are you selling this? And I was like, man, we, you know, we out here in the streets, you know, hand to hand combat trying right. to <laughs> sell your product. Uh, it's funny you mention that. A lot of people don't understand that entrepreneurship is a lot of hand to hand combat when, you, <laughs> right. when you're trying to open, knock on them doors and stuff like that for sure. But so go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. Hey, no problem. So yeah. So, but, but then he was like, man, you know, he said, I got it in Walmart. You know, I got the games at Walmart. And then at the end, he just said, well, you know, thank you. Right. And then I I took it like, I'm sitting up here making this man rich. (laughs) He don't even know me. Right. From Adam. Absolutely. And so um, my partner and I, we decided just to kind of shift gears Mm. and and try to move away from um, doing the retailing of of these games. And um, the game, the the next idea that really kind of took off for us um, was this one called Replay Games. Mm. And um, it was an online video game trading website. You know, we had created this website and we had got traffic um, to it. Um, we were going on these forums and, you know, kind of hyping up like, yeah, I'm mm. trading my game on, on this <laughs> site. <laughs> gotcha. And, and um, you know, we, we you know, it's the, it's the whole typical, me and him wrote it out on some paper. Right, and, right. And, um, and initially we called ourselves trying to develop the website ourselves, mm-hmm. um, but one of the best things we did was outsource outsource that. There was a, it was a website called Elance okay. um, back in the day, and uh, we found a software developer or a web developer, gotcha. and um, he was like in the Ukraine, and uh, he created the site, and um, you know, we had a lot of people sign up um, to it, but we just didn't get the transactions you know, that gotcha. we truly needed. Understood. And, um, Understood. You know, eventually we just had to decide that to move on from it. So, gotcha. you know, man, that was kind of like our first two journeys of, of really trying to get out there. But the thing is, you know, obviously we learned so much. Absolutely, um, absolutely, from that experience. Absolutely, a lot of times when we when we have those ventures, you know, some entrepreneurs make the mistake of not learning anything from that. But no, man. you're you're absolutely right for sure. Thank you for sharing that. Now, who or what inspires you as an entrepreneur, and why? 
Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of people inspire me. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you can think about Jeff Bezos with Amazon, right. or Fred Smith with FedEx. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many um, of those guys, but um, honestly, it's hard to relate. Understood. To them. Understood. Because they already are, are you know, out there. But, right. you know, they, they make it, you know, something to aspire to. For sure. But, For sure. But really, who inspires me are local Memphis entrepreneurs. I, I mean, that. honestly, that's the reason why I started Memphis Success. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm inspired by the Moles Bowls. Right. I'm inspired by the owls of the world. <laughs> you too nice. You too nice. <laughs> I'm inspired by, you know, Summer Almost with So What or, mm-hmm. or um, um, Daniel Watson with Beneva Mayweather Foods. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I'm inspired by Memphis entrepreneurs because that means like, hey, there are people right here in the Absolutely. Mid-South who are able and capable and they're doing an amazing things. And, right. and, and, you know, I know what it takes to, you know, to start a business. Mm-hmm. And so when I see people doing it, like, hey, I know you, you know, you're going through it. And, right. And, but you're making it. And, you right. know, you're making it happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the people who inspire me, you know, to do this. Gotcha. I appreciate that. But no, nah, man, you're absolutely right. When you When you see somebody going through it, like you go through it, like it, it builds that camaraderie, right? So, right. No. And, and I would just say one other thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the who, but what you know kind of inspires me, man, is all I want to do is just live up to the gifts that God has given me. I hear that. I mean, I just you know I just want to live full and die empty. I hear and, that. And I just you know my my biggest fear I always say is, man, I don't I want. I don't want to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And God says, darn it, look down there. I'm like, Lord, that, you know, that looks nice. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I had all that for you. Right, <laughs> right. But you did not use your full gifts mm-hmm. and talents. So, I hear that. I mean, that's, that's what inspires me, man. I hear that, man. That, that's, that's powerful stuff. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that for sure. Now, let me ask you this, man. What do you wish you would have known before you started your business? Or the first business, rather? You know, um, I mean, that's a toughie. Mm-hmm. I think um, just the importance of, of marketing and mm-hmm. sales. Gotcha. I don't know if there's anything technical I would want to learn because of known in advance. Right. Because there's some things, if I would have known in advance, I'd have been like, okay, I'm not doing it. Right. <laughs> I'm, gotcha. not, I'm not going to pursue it at all. Right. And so I, I, I think I'm a, I'm a truly believer that you shouldn't need to know everything because mm-hmm. then you're wasting time. I hear that. You're in analysis paralysis. Mm. I mean, get the basics of what you need to get started right. and just go for it. So um, I think one of the big things just in the first business maybe is just the persistence as well as just kind of doing research ahead of time mm-hmm. to see if people are going to really buy you know what you're talking about and um um, you know just having that persistence i think is key as well gotcha gotcha understood great stuff great stuff for sure uh so um, i imagine you spent some time in corporate america you're right (laughs) all right so have you what did you learn from the worst boss you've ever had i think the the worst boss and and this is how it kind of plays into being a business owner um Mm -hmm. is micromanaging Okay. Micromanaging. That's usually and, a big one. <laughs> <laughs> micromanaging. And um, as an entrepreneur, when, when you first start off, you do do everything. Right. You do everything from, you know, making the sales to actually maybe doing the job mm-hmm. to actually doing the invoicing right. to marketing. I mean, the whole nine. Um, 
And, and what I've learned is as you grow, you got to hire people. Mm. Um, either if you're outsourcing people, they're still working for you, or right. you're actually hiring somebody uh, who's a full-time employee right. um, for you. And um, you really, um, as, as a business owner, you you have to trust in the skill set that you've hired that person to handle for you. Understood. And, you know, if you're really trying to grow, you got to learn how to delegate and have confidence in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to... Uh, you know, if they make a mistake, you just can't just totally ridicule them. Right. You know, of that, if they're mm-hmm. honestly really trying to help, right. And, and um, you know, and they make a mistake and it didn't just kill the business, right. Then you can learn and grow from it. You I know, so um, tr- you know, not micromanaging. I will just say, you know, have a high level expectations, mm-hmm. um, reports, and things that that can be those check in points, right? To make sure that things are getting done. But um, you know, the worst thing to do is to have a good employee and then run them off, right? Um, because you're trying to do their job that you hire them to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, for so, sure. So, I mean, I think that's just very key, especially as you want to grow. You know, you got to empower the people that you have around you to be successful mm-hmm. so you can do um, what you've been called to do the gifts and talents that you have right and then having the other people handle the rest understood mm-hmm. understood now for what you do it you know at good hands it's a little bit different than like if you were selling cupcakes or cakes or something like that right mm-hmm. so with that being said how do you market or advertise uh, good hands. Do you use social media? Is word of mouth work best? How does that work for you? It's a combination of um, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think for us, a uh, uh, bulk of our business comes through referrals gotcha. um, from current clients. Um, also, um, we have a program for our employees mm, um, okay. that um, kind of a referral bonus um, oh, type okay. of program okay. where um, since they are out and you know they are wearing our uniforms a lot mm-hmm. of time, or t-shirts right. a lot of times they may get questions about it gotcha and so um you know we educate them on the script they right. kind of say to um you know help promote the business mm-hmm. uh, but yeah we you know we use social media um we've done advertisements um, within facebook sure as well as radio advertisements and mm-hmm. um um, advertising in, in local papers and so forth. Gotcha. Um, but the biggest thing also is networking. And, okay. And, um, you know, trying to network with who I call the, the doorkeepers or the... I hear that. You, you know, the, mm-hmm. um, those... The gatekeepers, sorry. Right. The, the no, gatekeepers. gotcha. And one thing that I always suggest doing, just for any business, you, you really need to figure out who is your top 100. Mm, and okay. um, I call it my hit list. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Not hit list in the sense of like knocking them off, right, but like hit list in the sense of like contacts, right? Right. I mean, who, who are those key influencers? Right, for sure. In, in your industry or in your business, and jot down 100. And mm-hmm. I say 100 because everybody's not going to work with you, right? Right. And they're going to be hard to reach. Mm-hmm. And so you need to have the numbers. To, you know, maybe out of 100, maybe you can get 10. Right. And But those 10 can be very strong and constantly bringing you business. Right. And For But sure. you also, at the same time, want to see how you can add value to what they're doing. Right. right. it, it got to be a mutual, beneficial, mm-hmm. you know, relationship. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, th- th- that's what we try to do. And we call them our power partners. Mm, and and okay. figure out how we can work together. And, and honestly, man, it doesn't take that many. 
Gotcha. You know, <laughs> but you got to make those strong connections for sure. and build those strong relationships um, with those power partners. For so sure. that's kind of the kind of our approach to try to continuously market and advertise um, our business. I hear that. I hear that. What did you learn from your biggest failure, Darnell? Um, my biggest failure, you know, really going back to, I guess you can call it a failure, mm-hmm. but I call it a learning experience. Okay, understood. <laughs> but, understood. But um, with replay games, with with that site, mm-hmm. and um, once we ended that business, it really took us two years mm. um, before we came up with this idea. Okay. And I think really over those two years. I pretty much was in a kind of in a pity party state. Mm, gotcha. Okay, I mean, gotcha. I was like, man, you know, we spent this money, we it wasn't successful. Right, right. <laughs> and you know, we were kind of in this pity party state, and we really um, couldn't come up with another idea. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we just kind of licked our wounds during that time frame. Where I think, in hindsight, you know, we should should just realize what it was. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's just. It's just another notch under the belt, another story to add to our success. Right. And to be able to quickly move on and, and try to come with another idea. Gotcha. And so I think the the failure was just the time lapse. Understood. Of, of you know, really the, you know just being in that state of mind where mm-hmm. we should have been able to shift gears and move forward. I hear that. I hear that. Appreciate you sharing that. Um, so entrepreneurs consider themselves lifelong learners, always engaged in professional development. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you, and what are you learning now? Uh, I mean, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm constantly listening to podcast shows, the startup life. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to do that. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm constantly, you know, I'm constantly learning. But um, you know, learning from my guests that I have mm. on my show. And listening to other people's podcast shows. I mean, honestly, I just think it's the uh, a very easy and convenient platform uh, mm-hmm. where you can constantly learn um, sure. as I'm driving um, or as I'm uh, working out with my headphones on. Right. For sure. uh, but, you know, I do like attending conferences um, mm-hmm. where I can meet other like-minded people who are trying to maybe pursue the same things that I'm pursuing. Right. Um, also, uh, reading books. And so forth. So, um, you know, some of the people I like to listen to are, you know, Les Brown, mm. um, E.T., Eric mm-hmm. Thomas. Um, I listen to a guy named Grant Cardone. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Grant. <laughs> Uncle G. Uncle yeah, G. Uncle G. For um, sure. And then sometimes I like, I like to listen to um, Jim Rome. Okay. Um, okay. Um, he, he shares. Um, and, the, and the thing I love about each one of those guys is that they... They're just different mm. and different in their approach. They're different on how they explain and break things down. For sure. Um, and so, and then I also um, listen to this guy named Russell Bronson with. Um, oh yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah, for sure. Click funnels, yeah. So th- those are the main uh, people that I'm listening to uh, right now to continue to improve what I'm doing. Uh, my big focus, I believe, as a business owner, is really more on the. Um, marketing side mm, of the business. Understood. And I, I believe, in just my personal opinion, as a as the CEO or business owner, mm-hmm. and you have a team, that the business owner, I think, job is to help continue to expand and grow. Absolutely. Uh, and Absolutely. as well as keenly marketing the business, and right. then you hire 
um, your other team members to make sure we can execute Absolutely. on the operational aspects of it. But I guess I'm very big on um, just more of the marketing aspects of what we're trying to do. And then uh, one other person that um, I listened to, his name is Dan Kennedy. Okay. And um, um, and he's he's really strong in marketing and has several books um, out there. So that's how I try to, as they say, sharpen the saw. And, I hear that. And, and try <laughs> to stay on the cutting edge of what we're trying to do. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, you know, Darnell, we're sitting in this awesome facility I appreciate of yours, it, man. right? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, a, a, as you sit here, you know, and you're a graduate of University of Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go so, Vols, go Vols, <laughs> right? Who are having an amazing basketball season? Yeah, you know, I, think, I think we beat Kentucky. They did <laughs> two, two times this year. I yeah, believe. yeah, yeah. So, um, with that being said, you know, some people say, you know, in order to be successful as an entrepreneur, you know, you know, you go to college, mm-hmm. you know, get some networking, this that, and the other, right? Get some contacts, or whatever. Right. Some people say you just need work ethic and a dream. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of on both ends of that spectrum. So mm-hmm. what say you? What's the best route to go? Here's my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And my, my mind has kind of shifted over time. Gotcha. I am, I am a proponent of education. Absolutely. Uh, we, we give a, a scholarship every year mm-hmm. uh, to students, high seniors, okay. um, who are going to college and um, you know try to give them some, some money to help pursue their dreams. Right. And so I am, uh, I do believe in education. I know education has opened up. Um, doors for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my struggle nowadays is the cost of education. Understood. And Understood. I mean, I know people who are coming out with serious amounts of debt. Right. And um, so that's kind of my challenge with the education front. Right. I do believe that, you know, students are the customers. Absolutely. And eventually it's going to get to a point where the customer is going to say, I'm no longer paying. Right. This dollar amount. I'm not going to come out with $100,000 in debt right. for this. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not going. So I think it's eventually, hopefully by the time my son gets graduated gotcha. college, right. it's the price of school is going to come down. Mm-hmm. Now, to be a successful entrepreneur, I, I don't believe you have to have a college education. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, once again, I still believe college is great because I think college does teach you um, responsibility. Absolutely. This is the first time that you're most likely out the house mm-hmm. from your parents and you're on your own. Right. Um, it's teaching you that responsibility. Also, you're starting to, you know, maybe hang around a different group of people. Absolutely. And so, you know, I, I do think, you know, those are the benefits, but on the entrepreneurial side, um, I do think you got to have the hustle. Absolutely. Right. I know there's people, successful people with college degrees and I know successful people without you know college mm-hmm. degrees I think you just got to find your path mm-hmm. I don't think there's just one clear approach um, right. to it but with entrepreneurship with nowadays with just so much free information out there right um right. you know I think people can get started and, and I really do believe I mean if you got the hustle and you got the drive, right. and you're already focused on what you want to do, you maybe don't need, you know, that college degree. So, you know, it's just really not a clear black and white, you know, answer to gotcha. that. Got so, you. No, understood. understood. I, I do believe the degrees and information, I think, has helped me mm-hmm. um, be able to grow the business. Absolutely. Knowing how to network with people and talk with people, understand the finances of things. I think my education did 
you know, help in that front. Absolutely. But the hustle, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the education just ain't gonna give you that. Right. I mean, you right. gotta that gotta be innate inside of you to go Absolutely. get it, man. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, and, and I appreciate your your candidness with that mm-hmm. answer because the thing is, you know. Uh, we understand that like some people believe one way, some people believe another way, and some people believe you know what you believe, and so it, it's just always interesting to hear mm-hmm. other people's perspective. What's your thoughts? You know, for me, it, it's along the lines of yours. It, mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you know, you know, we ask so much of eighteen-year-olds in this country, mm-hmm. whether it be to join the military, mm-hmm. to fight, you know, you know, in, in wars in foreign lands, or to ask them to hey take a hundred thousand dollars in debt. <laughs> To go to college, and I guess my personal belief is there's there's education all around us, and mm-hmm. I believe that there's there's a reason that you should go to college, mm-hmm. and I can see a path to where you know maybe you know I, I can I see another path to success that's outside of a four year institution. Right, right. So no, I, I think I'm kind of along the lines of you know where you are mm-hmm. as far as like you know on that question. Nobody's ever asked me that. It's my podcast, man. <laughs> Absolutely, you do, you do, you do, right? You do exactly. You know, complete exactly, exactly. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And that's honestly why we had the question in here for Mm -hmm. sure, for sure. Thank you for sharing that. Well, last question before we go to break, man. Um, What does your average day look like? Right, sun up, sun down. Be as specific as possible. Okay. Well, um, normally when I'm driving here, I'm already calling the office Mm -hmm. and, and checking on. You know, just making sure all of our caregivers are, you know, at the home. For uh, sure. If there's any For issues, sure. you know, that we're having, um, you know, reaching out um, to to my business development guide, mm-hmm. um, seeing what initiatives that we got scheduled you know for the week or anything upcoming what's in the pipeline for sure for <laughs> of, sure of things that um, we can maybe start providing services on mm-hmm. and um and honestly i look at the bank account <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough i, I fair look enough. at the bank account <laughs> make sure <laughs> You know, what expenses came out, mm-hmm. what money came in. Right. Um, and, and really, I mean, and I think, you know, I know we're laughing about that because a lot of people wouldn't probably talk about that. Right. But as business owners, you got to understand your cash flow. Absolutely. Right. You got to understand your cash Man, flow. Yes. You know, you know <laughs> cash is king in the business sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, the lifeblood, right? I right. I mean, if you got people working for you, they want to get paid. Yes, they do. And, and so... Um, you know, I tightly monitor, you know, our cash flow. Mm-hmm. I'm in the business, the money coming in and the money going out. Right. And, um, you know, just making sure we got adequate money, you know, in the business. And um, so anyway. <laughs> got, no, 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 no. It's great <laughs> stuff for sure. Go ahead. <laughs> but that, that's, that's, the, that's the, those are the main things, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm looking at. And, um, you know, just further looking out at, you know, improving our services, uh, improving, um, you know, and making sure that we have happy employees. Absolutely. Um, as well as just what are kind of our go forward plans for the upcoming month and out uh, from a marketing and business standpoint. For so sure, for sure. Th- those are my main things that I focus on and, and also just looking at our metrics of how kind of we have some key performance indicators okay. that we try to measure. 
to make sure you know that we are going forward gotcha. with our goals. Understood. Understood. All right, man. So we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. How you like being on the startup life? Hey, man, man enjoying it, man. Like <laughs> always. <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right, startup nation. All right, startup nation. So I hope you're getting great value from Darnell, but we gotta pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to the Startup Life. teacher looking for great resources look no further than our teaching with owls section of our website enjoy great lessons such as our mini lesson for the story of an hour or dive into the nixon presidency as part of our legacy series enjoy great peace of mind from our units as they are common core line click the link in the show notes to purchase all right start amazing so let's continue so mr reed Yes, sir. We're in this amazing facility that you just moved into, man. All right, thank you. Tell tell us about that process when you're when it's time to expand and, and get a larger space for your business. Mm-hmm. What's the thinking behind that? Like, what what's your thought process on that? Well, um, I'm, I'm gonna kind of take you on the stages. Okay. That we've, okay. That we've gone through, and um, this is our third location. Okay. Um, since we've started, mm-hmm. and um, in March. We'll be celebrating eight years nice. uh, in business. Nice. <clears throat> but when we first got started, uh, it was just one of those things like, okay, we have to find, we have to have a location. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found a, a location out here in the Hickory Hill area. It was a very small, it was probably half the size. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, very half the size. And I mean, you know, we were trying to be very uh, resourceful, mm, and managing lean, our money, right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> and we didn't know, you know, if, if this was going to work or not. And right. um, but as we grew, um, we decided that we needed to move to another location for sure. Um, and so we, then at that point in time, you know, I, we had consistent revenue, mm-hmm. consistent cash flow. I knew you know, where we were at financially. And so I knew we could afford at that point in time to move um, to the location you last were at. Understood. And um, we stayed at that location um, for probably the first location for maybe a year. Mm -hmm. And then um, we were at that location, I guess, um, I guess six years. Okay. And we were at that location. um, And some of the telltale signs was that as we were growing, I had to hire more people. Right. Well, then, as we hired more people, we didn't have space, you know, for them. Gotcha. And then, um, one thing that I didn't like was the way the room was designed was when we were doing training um, for new mm, caregivers. Gotcha. When people walked in, they were, like, right on top of us. Gotcha. Um, and I just didn't feel like it was no longer as professional. Understood. Um, as I wanted it to be. Understood. And... 
so at that point in time, just just the pure size of the number of employees we had, as well as just the foot traffic um, that we had people coming in and out, um, I just didn't feel, um, you know, we we needed to grow. We needed mm-hmm. to move to another space, and so. Um, we started to look at other spaces, and, and we were renting, you mm-hmm. know, at that time. Right. And so we were looking at other spaces within within the same facility, and you know, they quoted me the the monthly leasing amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kicker was, um, it had to get some renovation done into it. Gotcha. And so um, they wanted us to lock in for a three year um, lease agreement, mm. and. And so, you know, at first I was fine with that. And I asked him, you know, what if we ever need to break the lease? You know, what penalties or what things um, would that incur? And he just said, hey, you would have to pay off the rest of the lease. I said, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He said, you would have to pay off the rest of the lease. Wow. So, you know, in my mind, I just did the math. Mm -hmm. And I calculated. So for three years at that rate... It was going to be this amount. Right. And after the three years, I won't own anything. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I won't own any equity in mm-hmm. the building. You could turn around and raise the rate mm-hmm. or you could turn around and kick me out. You right. know, and so at that point in time, we, we went to a month to month. Gotcha. Um, agreement with them so i was paying more mm-hmm. than what my normal right you know, rent was and, for sure um, we just started to look around we went to this site um called loopnet okay loopnet.com where they sell commercial um properties okay um they you know like realtors.com is mainly for residential right loopnet for sure. has more commercial properties gotcha and so um you know we just looked around and you know honestly i truly believe it was a blessing um, we saw we saw this building, and um, I think we really had a motivated seller. Mm. Um, they were already gone from gotcha. the building, so the building was empty. It had it needed tons of renovation mm-hmm. in it, and so we were able to you know further get the price down because of the renovation of gotcha. um, efforts that were needed, and um, you know we were able to uh, you know get a uh, a good bank lender for for commercial property and, okay. and it's different than buying residential you know for sure. property for with, sure um, a higher down payment and so forth mm-hmm. um but man it's just it's just been a true blessing uh, to be able to own the building right and um that's real you know, dope and, and be sure. able to you know gain equity mm-hmm. you know in it so i mean we're, we're really excited about it as you can see it kind of gives us elbow room right and, and room to grow and um so hey that, that's just it that's what's up man starting we're sitting in this amazing conference room <laughs> that uh that darnell is talking about so no nah, this this is great stuff for sure thank for you, sure thank you uh so, well, so i would just say this man i would, yeah, just, sure. I would just encourage those um entrepreneurs um, you know, you just have to find when it's right for you. I hear you that. You gotta find, you know, when your cash flow is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone doesn't need to buy space, mm-hmm. but we just felt, you know, for us, it just didn't make economical sense when, when, when renting versus owning for us right. in our situation. Right. And 
Um, you know, I know nowadays a lot of businesses can be virtual, mm-hmm. um, but for us, we you know we operate where everyone you know comes into the facility right um, to work. So so I mean, once your money's right, and, and you know, I definitely would suggest doing it mm-hmm. um, because you gain the value of ownership. All right. You know, in in a building. And, um, you know, if we ever need to, we can sell and recoup and actually, you know, get the appreciation. Right. So for sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that, man. That's good stuff. Thank you. Uh, What's the best and worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? (laughs) (laughs) So the the best advice Mm -hmm. I've ever received and, you know, heard tons of quotes. Mm -hmm. And And there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, tons of quotes. (laughs) But uh, a friend of mine, he probably won't even remember this. Okay. But um, I was a junior high. I was in junior high. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe what, eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. And um, I was talking to this young lady on the phone. Mm-hmm. I had never met her in person. Right. And we were just talking on the phone. And we were like, okay, we're going to meet up at the Mall of Memphis. He <laughs> right. said, you know, we're going to meet, you know, just... Right. You know, we just youth, young kids. We're going to meet the Mall of Memphis. I, I laugh because that's a very old statement, Startup Nation, because the Mall of Memphis isn't there. <laughs> right. And I, and I remember meeting plenty of young ladies <laughs> at the Mall of Memphis. But go ahead, Darnell. My apologies. We're going to meet at the Mall of Memphis at the, at the skating ring, at the ice skating ring, right? I'm like, okay, cool. So, but here's the thing. So, I had never met her before. We just Ooh. talked on the phone. Right. And, um... I told my boy, I said, man, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to meet her. You know, he started to talk, but the one thing that he shared with me that that really stuck with me and I think is helpful from a business standpoint, he said this, man. He said, remain confident. Mm. You got to have your confidence. I hear that. You got to have your confidence. And, you know, like I said before, I know sons of quotes and this mm-hmm. and that, but that one thing he told me he probably didn't remember the conversation but, gotcha. but my friend said man just remain confident mm-hmm. and and you know she would like the confidence in you right and so i think from a business standpoint i think that's important because you know people like to do business with people they know like and trust absolutely okay and i think that is all based upon the confidence that you show in what you do. Mm-hmm. And so if you are trying to sell whatever product or service, you got to be confident in, in what you're doing. You got to right. come across confident that, hey, that we can deliver, you know, we can make it happen for whatever, you know, service that you're providing. Mm-hmm. And, and then that will give reassurance to the person that's buying your product or service that they're making a good decision. I so I guess that, that's why I kind of say confidence um, is, is very key. And, you mm-hmm. know, when my friend told me <laughs> to have confidence, when, you know, going to see her. But, um, you know, so, yeah, that's that's probably one of the best advice. And, and I try to, you know, be confident in what we're doing. And mm-hmm. I think you can build your confidence by, you know, obviously practicing. Right. Um, constantly improving. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then that's how you kind of build your confidence to get better at, at what you're doing. And Dang then um, the, the worst advice was when I was at the University of Tennessee, at that point in time, I was a finance major. Okay. And, um, you know, I had visions of Wall Street mm. and investment banking and, mm-hmm. and all those things. So I was in this... Um, investment class and I remember another student um, it was a, a, a graduate assistant teaching the class gotcha and I remember another student just making a comment about how you get to Wall Street 
And the GA said this. He said, you at the wrong school. Mm. <laughs> he said, you need to be at, you know, Warden, Warden Harvard, gotcha, right. yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he never knew, you know, I had aspirations of that. But that really did sink into my mind. Like, okay, well, gotcha. I'm at the wrong school. I'm not, you know, being not able going, to make right. it there. But I know people actually from University of Tennessee who are on Wall Street, right. <laughs> you know, right, <laughs> right. now. But... Um, the point I wanted to make with that was this. Any advice someone gives you, you got to understand maybe their perspective mm. and, and kind of where they're at right. and why they are saying that. Right. And, and in hindsight, and obviously as I'm older now, you know, maybe he couldn't get <laughs> to Wall Street right. and trying to reflect um, what he wasn't able to do Absolutely. upon us. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, yeah, my point is just to when someone gives you any type of advice, just try to think about where they're coming from, what their perspective is mm-hmm. um, before you truly take it to heart. And be careful, you know, who you let feed into your life. I hear so. that. I hear that. That That's that's very important because like uh, people, many people will project their right. issues and right. stuff right. onto you. So. Right. What's this saying? Uh, your limitations, not my limitations. Absolutely. Right, 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 for sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. What do you think is a popular misconception about business and why? Man, some people think it's just so easy. <laughs> man, right. I'm going to be totally transparent, man. I was talking to one of my partners. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, some days you just want to throw in the towel. <laughs> right. Chuck up the deuces. Right, right. Forget you this. You know, so... <laughs> You know, I know a lot of people may think with, with this type of business, like, oh, you just hire people, send them out. Mm. You know, but there's a lot more, right. you know, that just, you know, right. goes into it. And um, and so I think the misconception is maybe that it's just easy. And, and then nowadays, um, it is, I think entrepreneurship is more glamorized mm-hmm. now. For and sure. You hear more about all of the wins that everyone has and you know right. social media can make you believe like everybody's bawling everybody's <laughs> winning right everybody's business is making money you know right. on the back end what's you know what's the real story and, right and, and no one you know nowadays really talks about some of the lessons learned or failures right or, or businesses that just didn't work out absolutely and um and you know, there's a lot of those. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and sure. you know, man, I was sharing. I think you had made a post. Um, Cause how many years you guys are in business? Five years now. Five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. And and you know, we're celebrating eight. Mm-hmm. And but I just remember. There's a saying mm-hmm. that uh, like ninety. It's a high percentage of businesses fail. Right. In the first year or two. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I'm not saying all this to discourage anybody. Right. I just want them to realize. There's a lot of work, you know, that goes into Absolutely. it. And I heard someone say the analogy about when you look at a rocket take mm. off, just all of that gas, you know, that it takes to break through that gravity right. and to get into outer space. Right. And then they're able to go. And I think that's the same, um, you know, thing into business. It's a sure. lot of effort to get started. Mm-hmm. But eventually you'll have that breakthrough and you'll be able to move forward. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I just want to, um, you know, I still want to encourage people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's been a tremendous journey, mm-hmm. a tremendous ride. Um, you know, you'll have 
you know, you'll appreciate the process and the work and the appreciation that everyone has put into and support, you know, that you'll get right. um, to pursue it. But, you know, it is some work to be done. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. For sure. So the, the name of your company is Good Hands. And so I'm curious about how did you come up with the idea or concept to call call it that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I just want to kind of, and I haven't touched on this piece, but sure. I'll give you a little background about sure. how we even got started. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after those two years of sulking, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, gotcha. the, that the other business didn't work and we right. lost money. Right. <laughs> right. You know, uh, so over those two years, um, what really happened was my partner and I, we said, okay, man, what, what's going to be the next move? Mm-hmm. Like, this ain't it. Right. We, we ain't done. Right. <laughs> and we said, okay, I said, let's just start writing down a list of attributes mm-hmm. that we want our new business to be. Gotcha. We don't know what it is. Let's just start writing down stuff. Mm-hmm. And so actually him and his wife came into town. We're, we're good friends. And um, so me and him were in the office and we just started to write certain things down. And a couple of things, I mean, we had a list of things, but two main things that bubbled up mm-hmm. was I wanted to hire people. Gotcha. I wanted to hire people from my community. I and, hear that. And now as I say that, it just makes me think back on mm. that old guy telling me this. Right. But he just said, I just, I said, hey, I want to hire people from my community, blah, blah, blah. My partner said, I want to have some type of service business uh, where we're helping people. Gotcha. Okay? And come to find out his mother had home care services before. Gotcha. Uh, she had, I think. ALS or something like mm. that. And so that's what he saw all his life. But once again, we weren't at the idea yet. Right. <laughs> but gotcha. we, were, we were just listing kind of attributes of mm-hmm. things. And so um, so then we would come up with different ideas mm-hmm. and we would throw it up against our list. Gotcha. And we were like, ah, it meets this, but it don't meet that. Gotcha. And so. What was one of them, if you don't mind asking? I, I, I can't recall. Can't recall. Okay, I, I fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so what happened was my grandmother mm-hmm. um, lived in Binghampton okay. at the time, and so I would call her up and let her know I was coming over. She had the you know security door mm-hmm. and the regular door, and she kept it locked. And so I would call her, let her know I'm coming, and then I would call her when I was at the door. And, man, it would literally take her about 10 minutes, you know, to come to the door. And then she would, I could hear her patting on the side of the door, and she was looking for a key. Mm. And eventually she would unlock the door and let me in. And what had transpired was she started to get glaucoma. Gotcha. And her eyesight um, was starting to fade. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, she was older. Right. And... Um, she would let me in and, you know, and honestly, I just started to have concerns like, man, what happens if a fire happens? You know, she's home alone and, um, you know, like, hey, we need to get somebody here. You know, I tried to talk to my my aunt who was the main caregiver mm-hmm. and, you know, my aunt, in hindsight, you know, I just didn't realize this, but, you know, my aunt was doing a fantastic job, mm-hmm. you know, for my grandmother and, you know, the family loved and appreciated her for right, that. For but sure. I think maybe when, when we were having the conversation, I think maybe in hindsight, she may have thought I was saying 
like she wasn't doing you know mm. doing a good job gotcha you know and, and a lot of times um and my aunt is the the eldest daughter mm-hmm. and the eldest daughter is normally the one who's taking care of the the parent for sure and so you know i know she's probably superwoman you know and all of that so you know i just figured like hey i was telling her about resources and company like ah no right <laughs> and so i was just like hey if i start a business you know I want to send the best person to care for my grandmother. Of course. You, you know, out here. Of course. And so I took that idea and I said, hey, I think this matches up gotcha. with gotcha. the list. Gotcha. And so I, I hit my partner up mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, man, you know, what about an in-home care agency? And and also, let me just not add this. I did know of another a company gotcha. um, that was, you know, doing this service. And right. I saw that they were doing well. Mm-hmm. And so um, me and him talked. And then that's when he shared with me about his mother, you know, having the ALS. And, that's, you know, they had caregivers coming in the home, gotcha. you know, for her. And so um, that really, really sparked the idea of us doing this. And then I also just did some online research of, like, what were the hot... Um, business opportunities mm-hmm. at the time, and right. this was, um, you know, this was 2010, right? When we were doing this, and yeah, and I saw healthcare, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Sure. Said, hey, yeah, you know, okay, we're gonna hit this and we're gonna roll. Gotcha. So, so that's how the business idea came along, and um, I also have another partner, and she's like a second mother to me. Okay, and um, she had worked in this field before, mm-hmm. and so the three of us really came together, and, and, and you know made it happen. Now with the idea of the name, um, you know, it was just we wanted to be good and great at, mm-hmm. at what we do. Understood. And, and hands, you know, we are going out. You know, touching the clients um, and providing that care for them. So gotcha. it was just um, good hands, and you know, we thought that would kind of sound out something positive um, with the name as well as something um, that could expand further than Memphis. For sure. So for sure. Thank you for sharing that. For sure. I want to ask you this, and and I, you know, I, I want to exp- you know expand it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first of all, what do you look for in an employee, right? But on top of that, I want to know, you know, how do you take on the responsibility of that employee? Because the thing is, a lot of times, you know, you talk about this glamorified life of entrepreneurship and being a boss and right. CEO, is that and the <laughs> other, right? But I think many people don't understand that, like, when you hire an employee, you're you're providing this livelihood mm-hmm. for this person. And that's a massive responsibility. Right. So if you would talk about what you look for in an employee and talk about that responsibility of providing a livelihood for somebody in their family. At least in, in this business, um, you know, we, we have kind of our administrative team mm-hmm. and then we have our, our caregivers. For sure. And so, you know, obviously with our caregivers, you know, we mainly look for CNAs or mm-hmm. people who um, have experience in this. And um, we really look for people who have a true caring heart in in going out there and providing the service. And, you know, we do that through our interviews, Mm -hmm. background checks, uh, references, and really just try to find someone who's truly committed and just understanding the impact that they're making, you know, in the lives of the clients that we serve. For sure. And um, just also as just a a background, Mm -hmm. um, both of my grandmothers... 
were actually caregivers themselves. Okay. And um, and and I remember seeing my grandmother. She worked the third shift. Mm-hmm. She would get dressed in her all white and white shoes. Mm. That that was the attire back then. Right, right. That that, <laughs> but, that sounds very throwback for sure. For sure. But, but you know, so I'm a grandchild of. Uh, you know, a caregiver, and mm-hmm. both of them um, did that, and so that's that's kind of what we look for, gotcha. you know, in our caregivers. Um, you know, honestly, I try to, you know, I have my HR person. This is how I look at it. hire mm-hmm. people that we would want to take care of our grandmother. I hear that, or our parents for sure, right? Mm-hmm. And let, let's if we do that, we'll be okay from that standpoint. Now, from from the administrative team, you know, that I have, you know, I really look for people. Who have the desires to learn, um, wants to grow and succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, who have the skill sets, right. you know, that we're looking for, um, as well as being a team player. Now, I may say you HR, mm-hmm. you sales, but if we need to handle whatever, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter what your title is, <laughs> right? We we gonna go out there and make it as a team, right? Because um, you know we got team goals, and uh, you know as I jokingly we had a meeting, and I had my my salesperson speaking. Mm-hmm. I said, guys, who, who who is on sales? And everybody said, everybody on sales. <laughs> <I hear that. laughs> Understood. Right. So so anyway, it's a team effort. You know, people who are committed. Uh, want to help us grow mm-hmm. um, as, it, as it part they will grow mm-hmm. um, I mean and one of the beautiful things about being in a small business is man the level of responsibility and the impact that you make is mm. different than when you work at a big corporation right gotcha. the corporation you like you're not gonna I don't care what you do you rarely gonna just you know destroy the company right right right. (laughs) or you know but here their responsibility is very key in everything that they do Mm -hmm. you know is is a make or break every situation and every time and so um anyway that's just the beauty about being a small business you can you can see the impact you know that you're going to make even from a a revenue standpoint Mm -hmm. customer satisfaction employee satisfaction you know it's this small team that's going to make it happen so um and i think what was the second question Uh, the the, the second part is just like the responsibility of actually you know somebody's livelihood and stuff like that so yeah man (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think um now that's that's huge Mm -hmm. and um a lot of people you know, that, that's kind of maybe one of the other misconceptions. Of, gotcha. Fair <laughs> enough. Just just thinking about the decisions I make. Mm. Right? Every day. Right. The things I may buy, is this a good investment? Right. That people are depending on me making right decisions. Absolutely. That can either make or break the business. And as in turn, if it breaks the business, then they mm. would be out of a job. Right. And, you know, you know, I got several employees that have children. Mm-hmm. They have rent, mortgages. Right. And so forth. So, you know, I think it is a very big and huge responsibility. And I definitely don't take it lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why I would say every day I look at the check account. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> and, um, you know, I always try to make the best decisions Mm -hmm. and another big thing um, that I tried to do is man you know I I pray for my team I hear that I pray 
you know, that one, that I make the right decisions, Mm -hmm. um, that we can be successful. You know, I ask God to kind of help lead me to make those decisions. Um, You know, I pray, you know, for the team, um, for our caregivers going into these homes, um, because it's a lot of different situations in different environments. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I pray for their safety and their care, and, and as well as, you know, my administrative team. Um, you know, to make good, sound decisions. Because I truly empower them um, to do things. I can't be, you know, in every little bitty, <laughs> you know, decisions. Right. And, and I don't want to micromanage them. For you sure. Know, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I do believe, like you're stating in the question, it is a huge responsibility mm-hmm. um, to take that on. And um, I definitely don't take it lightly. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. For sure. For sure. Let me ask you this, because, you know, in, in our current political climate and things of that nature, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pe- everybody has a voice. Right. And so as an entrepreneur and as a, you know, which kind of makes you a de facto leader in the community, do entrepreneurs have an obligation to give commentary on social issues? Well, this is my thought. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it's an obligation. Okay. I don't. And when you say commentary, I think... We have a lot of people who post stuff on mm-hmm. Facebook. Right. Or they give lip service mm-hmm. to certain things. Right. And um, I just believe in action. I hear that. I, be- <laughs> I, hear I that. believe in action. <laughs> I mean, anybody can post something. Anybody can say anything. Right. But what are your actions exactly. behind what you stand for? Right. And... Um, and different people move in different ways, mm-hmm. uh, but I give credence more to those who take action in whatever they believe in. Right. And so, um, you know, just for me personally, education is Absolutely. important. And so um, that's why I have my scholarship. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I want to sure. take action toward that. Right. Another thing that I was seeing happening is during the summertime, um, I was seeing a lot of seniors. Um, dying from heat exhaustion mm. and and so forth right. and so we um, normally every other every other year we'll do a fan drive okay um, where we give away fans okay um, you know to seniors in the community absolutely because it, it just leaves it heart, breaks my heart when I hear about mm-hmm. um, you know deaths from absolutely. heat and so forth so social I mean we have a lot of, I mean obviously with this new administration right <laughs> Right, there, there's right. a lot of things that are going on. Right, right. But I always say, you know, you can talk all you want to, but what are you doing? Absolutely. So I, I just kind of, for me, I just ignore the chatter. Mm-hmm. I pay attention more to the action. Gotcha. Like, you know, not what you're talking about. What you doing? <laughs> right. What you doing? I got you. Fair enough. Fair enough. What you, so, yeah, you upset. So, what you going to do about it? Right. You ain't doing nothing, man. Right. <laughs> right. But keep talking. Right. I got you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, let me ask you this. In, 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 in running good hands, how have you ever had to turn down a client? Like, you know, because you know, the thing is, it's the whole cliche, not all money is good money, right, whatever right. the case may be. Have you ever had to turn down a client before? Did oh yes. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, man, I think it, it's a, it is a shift because you know mm-hmm. in the beginning, man, you're trying to get it. Right. Right. I'm trying sure. to get. I'm trying to build a business. <laughs> I'm trying to grow. I'm right. trying to, you know, provide the service. Mm-hmm. So, when situations come up, you're like, oh, you know, right. okay. So here's the thing, 
is yes, you know, like you're saying, all money's not good money. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been some times where, you know, sleepless nights thinking about certain situations because because right. I'm trying to hold on to something. Absolutely. And um, and then as you grow, man, you start to think more about risks mm-hmm. and liabilities, right? You know, exposure right. to certain things, right? And then you say, okay, is, is there is all the potential risk now? worth trying to hold on to this little month you know that. and so yes I've, I've had situations where um we let some clients go mm-hmm. and, and and the crazy thing is this man you know it was a it was some some money right understood and but you know i'm sleeping all like you know tossing and turning about the whole situation mm-hmm. um because i'm thinking about the money right but as soon as i let that particular client go, mm-hmm. I ended up getting like three additional clients that. that surpassed that. Right, and so it made me start to think like, wow, was I hope was I blocking my blessing? I hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, on mm-hmm. these other three, because I'm trying to hold on to, to this one, one situ- situation. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it, it's all about a good fit, right? Mm-hmm. It's a good fit on both sides. Um, you know, the client has to be a good fit for us. Um, with their situation and um, you know we want to make sure that we're a good fit for them that we can provide the right level of service mm-hmm. and care you know for their situation and so in the past you know I would you know if someone was to leave us <clears throat> I would always ask and I, you know I, I make those calls back right. to the client like hey you know I understand that you left mm-hmm. um, you know what things could we have done better how can we learn right. you know from those things Absolutely. and so you know in my opinion it is business right. and um, and we just try to make sure we're a good fit for them as well as you know, you know them for us for sure for sure for sure who are your mentors yeah I think um, you know we share I talked a lot about mm-hmm. some of these guys already right. um you know, first I gotta mention um, Bishop Stevens at Golden okay. Gate Cathedral. Okay. Um, he's my pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously from a spiritual standpoint, um, but I also just look at the leadership aspects um, of it as well. For sure. Uh, but also, you know, they may not know that they met my mentors. Gotcha. <laughs> but several of those guys that we talked about before, with mm-hmm. the Jim Rome mm-hmm. and the. Les Browns of the world and mm-hmm. the Russell um, Bronsons of the world. For so sure. those those are the guys that I'm normally listening to now um, to be inspired gotcha. and, and to figure out ways to improve what we're doing. For sure. So Darnell, I believe all entrepreneurs have that one superpower. What's yours <laughs> and why? <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm waiting to see the the Black Panther movie. Are we all? <laughs> Are we all? You, you gonna dress up with your your, your King of Zamunda outfit? Yeah, I'm gonna give me some. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, a, a or something. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's amazing. Just how people are rallying. Mm, around. That's true. That's and, very true. You know, man. I would hope. That Hollywood gets to notice, mm-hmm. you know that right. that there is black dollars out there, absolutely, and, and things that we want to see for sure, you know, out there. And mm, for so, sure. uh, I had to just mention that. No, absolutely, the, the super superpowers. So, absolutely, man. I think the Lord has gifted me with, um, I guess, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. I believe 
you know, just seeing opportunities. I hear that. And seeing the potential that a lot of people could have and do, mm-hmm. and the opportunities that they could leverage from the potential, you know, that they have. Right. And so I think I'm able to help people kind of lay out a game plan of like, hey, I got this idea, and then I can just like, oh, you need to be doing duh, duh, duh. You right. need to be doing these things. Right. Um, but also, from from a business standpoint, um, I think as important as a leader is to be able to rally your team around a common vision and goal. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that I'm able to do that with the ideas that I've had um, to try to bring a team around it and us to come together to, to achieve the goal that we have. For sure, for sure. Uh, so this is the point of the show, man, where you got like any special promotions or <laughs> you just want to promote the business, mm-hmm. let us a little bit know about Myth Success, the mm-hmm. podcast, the floor is yours, just kind of throw it all out there. All man. right, well, hey, cool. <laughs> um, well, first of all, Man, once again, thank you for allowing me to be on the show. Uh, I always enjoy chatting with you, man. I know we can talk for hours. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, the main thing, at least I would like to share for everybody, mm-hmm. is my company, Good Hands um, Community Care. Um, you know, we've been in business going on for eight years now, mm-hmm. serving Shelby County, Tipton, and Fayette County. Mm, and okay. what we really do is provide peace of mind to families. I hear that. You know, I, that was the main thing that I wanted to 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 have for my grandmother when we mm. were getting services for her. It's just peace of mind. Even though I'm not able to be there physically um, for my grandmother, that I knew somebody was there with a caring and loving spirit Absolutely. there to to care for her right and so uh, we are not some franchised business we're a small locally owned business right here mm-hmm. and so you know you can always reach out and talk to me uh, I'm, I'm my active owner gotcha <laughs> engaged <laughs> right um, and so you know we're there to support um, and you know what we really provide is that peace of mind but um, you know we do the personal care services um, such as helping them get dressed and ready for the morning, um, bathe and, and have their clothes on and so forth, um, as well as homemaker services. And that really is, you know, doing light cleaning around the home, okay. preparing the meals, um, as well as the companion care um, and, and being there for the family. So for sure. that, that's, that's what we do at Good Hands. You can give us a call at 901-286-286. Two five one five, and um, we're on Facebook with Good Hands Home Care, mm-hmm. as well as our website is goodhandcares.com. And so, um, as Dominic was stating, Memphis success, um, the voice of Memphis entrepreneurs. Well, actually, before I give that plug. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say one thing, man. I've sure. noticed um, one thing, man, that I love about you is that when when me and you connected, you know, just through social media. For sure. For sure. And knew, like, hey, you had the startup life. I had mm-hmm. Memphis success. But you and I met um, over lunch just to chat. Man. Right. And, you know, I just thought, you know, it's just so powerful where we can come together Mm-hmm. As podcasters, business owners, or whatever, right? But just come together and just talk and share, and trying to help grow each other. Absolutely, and Absolutely. I just think that's just so very key. 
And, um, you know, even in my home care business, mm-hmm. I have people who are in the same industry and business. Right. And, and we talk um, with each other. Mm-hmm. And the point is this. I think some people have a lack mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think that prevents a lot of people from growing right. versus having an abundant mindset and just realizing there's so much opportunity, you know, out there. And um, my my other uh, peer in this business of the home care business, for sure. Um, she and I were just talking about, honestly, if we had all, we couldn't handle <laughs> all of that business anyway. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you really, we couldn't really handle right. know, all of that business anyway. So why not, you know, help each other win? Absolutely. And, and succeed. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the mindset that we got to have and mm. just be an abundant, not lack. Right. And, and just really helping each other grow. So sure. with For that sure. being said, Memphis <laughs> Success is the voice of Memphis entrepreneurs here. I interview local entrepreneurs mm-hmm. right here in the Mid-South to share their stories, to inspire you. Hey, inspire me right? Um, to do better and to grow. Mm-hmm. And so um, you can go to memphissuccess.com. We're on Facebook as well as Memphis Success. And you, if you haven't listened, check out the Owls. <laughs> Dominic and Kendall Lawson <laughs> on the most recent episode, and look, guys, they did a phenomenal job. Thank you. Thank and like you. I was saying, I was I like to kind of hold back <laughs> on episodes that I know that I know are the bomb. So <laughs> I, I, I let you know that the check is in the mail for those nice those nice words. I appreciate that for sure, for sure. And no, I I, I share your sentiment, man. It, it's one of those things where, and we've talked about this before. It, it's one of those things where, like, look, man, we can all win. Right. It, it ain't gotta be a situation where Darnell win, I lose, and vice versa. We can all win, and we can collaborate. Matter of fact, in my head, I'm writing another episode to bring you on. The startup life again. Okay. So it, it, it's just one of those things, man, where like we can all win. We don't have to have a lack mindset. So no, I, I appreciate you saying you sharing it, and I absolutely share your sentiment for cool, sure, man. For sure, for sure. Last but not least, man, any pardon advice for any entrepreneurs in startup nation before we wrap up for today, man? Well, yeah, the only thing I w- would like to share is, man, there's so many opportunities. Mm. It's so many opportunities, especially with um, online opportunities. Um, There's you have a lot of knowledge in whatever you're doing. Um, I think I heard someone state sometimes what you know is more valuable than actually what you do. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think there's holding people back. There's something holding someone back. Mm -hmm. And. You know, I know for me, maybe it was confidence or fear, but once you face that fear and you move forward, what I've realized is it's going to attract people to you. Right. And those doors are going to start to open because you're starting to make a move movement in the atmosphere. And then people are going to start to come and help you, um, help you achieve your goal. But they want to see the action. You know that you're taking and and kind of just makes me think back on another question you were asking mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who say they want to start a business right but they are not taking any action to start the business right and 
if you're constantly talking but not taking action, then people are not going to want to help. It's true. It's, true. it's very true. They're not going to want to. Because nowadays, there's so much information out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one thing also, man, is done is better than perfect. Absolutely. And, and you got to go through different iterations, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at the iPhone, you know, it started off with one version, and, right. and I don't even know what it's on six or seven or what. I, I lost count. <laughs> I lost count. But well, the point right is though. this: right, they couldn't get to seven without starting with the first one. There you go. Right, so mm-hmm. you gotta get started, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna look bad, you know. <laughs> but you know, you gotta get started with something to get it going, and then you constantly improve. And get better. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we're from our business standpoint, we're yeah, we're light years ahead of where we were eight years ago. Right. You know, but Mm -hmm. but we had to get started. Right. And I'm just encouraging the startup nation to break through those barriers. You know, I don't know what it is. Right. Is it some mental roadblocks? Um, people in your life. I don't Mm -hmm. know. You you gotta break through those barriers and get started. By taking the action, absolutely. As Dominic said on the interview, you got to do the work. Got to do the work, man. You got <laughs> to, to to get started, and, and don't expect it to be perfect day one. Right. But I believe you'll be successful once you get started. You'll get the traction. Mm-hmm. You'll build the momentum, and you will get better. I hear so, that. I hear that. And that's going to wrap up the startup life, man. Did you enjoy it? Hey, man. I enjoyed it, man. Awesome. Awesome <laughs> stuff. All right, Startup Nation. So here's my final take. When it comes to Darnell Reed, he really is one of those thought-provoking entrepreneurs. You always hear about the one that's like all breaks, no gas, or go, 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 go. And that's fine. But Darnell Reed isn't really one of those type of people. Don't get me wrong. This brother hustles. But at the same time, he takes a really thought-provoking approach to his path of entrepreneurship especially when he talks about his employees he understands that that is a massive responsibility when he hires a new people and creating new jobs he also understands that the decisions he make not only affect his business and his family but countless other families as well if you want to let us know what you think about our show have an idea for a show topic or would like to advertise on our show send us a message on the startup life podcast facebook page and while you're there like and follow our page as well it's a new way for us to engage with you startup nation and really grow our community the link is here in the show notes subscribe to the show as it can now be heard on itunes Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. If you are listening on iTunes and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.